Wow. Wow. O come, O come, Emmanuel. For those of us that are under the age of, say, 12, I want you to pay attention today. You guys do have some stuff to color if you want to do that. But I'm going to need a volunteer. Now, it doesn't have to be under the age of 12. It can be anybody in this room. But I'm going to need you to help me with the message three times. All right? So just be thinking. And so when I call for a volunteer, let me know if you feel so led. Now, those who were here for first service, if you've given it away, I can't choose anybody from first service. I'm just letting you kids know. You're in first service. I can't choose you. All right. Or you adults, because I know you adults. Okay. So this morning we're talking about joy and joy to the world. And we have a pentatonics video called Mary, Did You Know? that will happen later. But this sermon is called Jesus, Others, and You. Joy. And so this morning, when we start off with this idea of joy, I once had someone here tell me, I don't like the word joy. It's too sissy. It was a guy. And he said, joy. I don't, I don't use that word. I don't walk around saying, oh, I have much joy today. It's not how I speak. I might say, I'm stoked. I might say, I'm, I'm excited. I might say, you know, a lot of different things. But guys, we don't tend to say... And women, I don't know how many... Ladies, raise your hand if somebody over tea or coffee or Starbucks has said, this brings me so much joy. Yeah, we don't, we just don't use the term one person. Oh, well, praise God. We can continue now. Okay. So the idea, the idea isn't foreign to us. The word is. I think part of the reason the word is mysterious to us is because we live in a society that really, we may not be all that comfortable with joy. It may seem too elusive. It may seem that which we can't really attain all that easily. So this morning I want to share with you real briefly the secret to acquiring joy. It starts with Jesus. It centers on others. And the results are manifested in you. This morning I want you to hold to this quote. Joy is the echo of God's life within us. Think about that. Joy is the echo of God of, of God's life within us. So is that what other people would say about you? Remember, we just don't use the word joy. So I doubt people walking up to you, I just sense a lot of joy coming out of you. No, they probably said, I sense something coming out of you. But we probably don't use the word joy. But do people sense God? coming from us. You know, this past week, our church endeavored to reach out to our community. And we gave eight different envelopes to different ministries in our church. $100 in each envelope. And you're going to hear the precise stories coming up on the first Sunday of the year. By the way, just remember, a lot of confusion about this all-church photo. January 4th. Mark it down. Look good. Okay? Look good. Don't mess around on that Sunday. All right, But on that Sunday, it's the State of the Church Address, and you're going to hear the, the stories behind these outreaches that you did. 
whether it's a life group, whether it's a WANA, whether it is um, a lifetime summer day camp or uh, just different ministries. But we sent them out with $100 each to reach out to families. It was interesting, by my count yesterday afternoon, I personally know of 13 outreaches that people did because of the joy of Christ in them. Do you get it? The joy of Christ in them, compelling them. And so sometimes that sounds a little mysterious. Well, let's get into it this morning. Starting out with joy starts with Jesus. Joy starts with Jesus. Now, hang on a minute. You know, Pastor, I can have joy. I may not call it that. I may call it happiness. I might get excited. I might really have a great time. That's usually how we describe it, right? I had a great time. How many of you use the word magnificent on a regular, semi-regular basis? And I, I don't know that that's coming from Jesus. I got you. I'm with you. I'm cruising right along with you. That that joy that we're talking about when, when we're out doing some great things like on January 1st when we're out on the football team and my team wipes up Dave's team. There will be much excitement. And we're having a great time. But that's not the joy that starts with Jesus. You see, just like we talked about last Sunday where love, real love, the love that has deep value, lasting value is the love that thrives when things are hard. The joy that we're talking about here that starts with Jesus is the joy that is never tampered, it is never dampered in spite of your circumstances. Now that's something, right? And that starts with Jesus. The next part is that joy centers around others and then joy results in you. Well, let's start with this joy starts with Jesus. Our passage this morning is in Luke 2. And Jesus has already been born. The angels have proclaimed things and shepherds traveled afar and ran around in circles and rolled around on the floor. And all that has happened already. Now, eight days later, Mary and Joseph take Jesus to the temple over in Jerusalem and they present him. It was part of the tradition, part of the ceremony. And it was for, I hate to say it, but it was for his circumcision. Okay? And so the gentleman that you're about to hear from, it was part of his role, part of his service, to do that within the temple for the Jewish families. There's something fascinating about this man. Is that it says, the scripture says that prophetically, he was told by the Spirit that he would not die before he saw God's anointed. In other words, Messiah. The Son of God. Come to save man from their sins. That's where we pick up the story. Verse 25 says this, Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms And blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them 
and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed. With a sword, <clears throat> and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Some prophetic words from Simeon. And as we look at it this morning, the first point that I want us to help us wrestle with here is you've got to start with the right Jesus. Let me just clarify right now, that is not the right Jesus. In case anybody was wondering, wrong Jesus. But we live in a society that we often hear this term. Well, my Jesus. Have you heard that before? Well, my Jesus. Maybe we even say that. Sometimes when we kind of get into a discussion about how we're living our life or, or who God is or who Jesus is, often we say, well, my Jesus. And here's the trick. How many of you love it when your spouse or your parents or your boyfriend or girlfriend change you into what they want for their convenience? Raise your hand. Come on. You, no? No? We don't love that. That's hard for you. We live in a society that doesn't want to do the hard work of knowing Jesus. We live in a society that says, I'm going to conform Jesus to who I want Him to be rather than worship who He says He is. We have to start here. Get the right Jesus. Once we figure that part out, you're going to be amazed. But there are those that say only a prophet or a great man died on that cross. Well, if that's the Jesus that died on the cross, uh, I can't even say Merry Christmas to you. Hope is gone. Peace is gone. Love is gone. Joy is gone. For all those who know salvation, there is no hope anymore. Because only a man died on that cross. There's no more peace because there's now still a brokenness between me and God. Because that wasn't Jesus. That wasn't the Son of God that died on the cross. You see how important this is. And see, here's the interesting thing. That when you get to the right person, then you develop the deeper sense of relationship that brings a joy. And that kind of joy, my friends, you cannot experience until you get it right. Until you get it right. We've got to get the right Jesus. Secondly, we've got to get right with Jesus. That's pretty fancy, Pastor, how you're doing that. that, But I'm a little confused. We have to get right with Jesus. It's enough to say, okay, I've got Jesus figured out. Who Jesus says He is, it's in Scripture, and it's very clear. Jesus is who He says He is. He is the Son of God. He is God. He who being very nature of God, Philippians 2 says, but some of us haven't gotten right with Jesus. That we've started to learn who Jesus is and we want to kind of go backwards maybe a little bit and we want to say, yeah, I kind of like the Jesus I made up. Because that Jesus will let me do whatever I want kind of a deal, right? You know what I mean? But here's the tricky part about all that. Whatever I want, it kind of reminds me of my dog yesterday. I threw my, my wife into a state of panic yesterday. Um, things were kind of chaotic. We were doing things at 100 miles an hour. And Mike was there. He saw this go down. I don't know what got into me, but our dog is nuts. We got a brand new dog from, from ARF. 
and uh, he's nuts. And so I don't know what got into me, but I just decided to blow out all the, all the stops and just put him to the test and see if our incredible dog training has taken root. And so I just decided to open the front door and see if he'd listen to me. <laughs> I don't understand. Why are you laughing? What, what, what's your point? And, and the whole family just stands there like, what did you do? And so he, he's just, I mean, he never turned right or left, man. He's like, that's like a Christian dog. He just stayed right on the path. Okay. And he just ran. I don't know where he thought he was running, but he ran and he never deviated. And so I walked out to the middle of the lawn. I have this whole gallery of people with their jaws hanging behind me. And I just say, Max, come back. Well, I guess there's more training needed. So I got in the car. I had to follow him around. And it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. You know, the thing is, we can be excited like that, but we're not doing the right thing. We're just running for the sake of running. And then he threw up three times in my son's car later on. Serves him right. I feel bad for my son, but... Serves that dog right. Anyway, moving on. We've got to get right with Jesus. My dog needs to get right with me. Quickly. Folks, we need to learn what repentance is so that we can experience joy. We need to practice repentance and get right with Him. At the end of the service, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to that. During first service, somebody did, and it was great. It was fantastic. And there was joy in this person's heart. Because what I got to share with them is this, is that you're asking for God, God's Spirit to, to encourage you and to get back to where you need to be. But I said, there's no way that you coming up here and asking for this happens unless God's already honored your prayer. You will not get up. You will not come forward. You will not ask me to pray for you unless it's already started that work that God's put in you and you should see the joy on this person's face. Which is a perfect example of what we're talking about today. Third, we've got to get righteous with Jesus. Pastor, you just, you're so good at this. But I don't get it. You know, right, right, and now righteous and just modifying words. We got to get righteous with Jesus. I was talking with somebody recently where they said, you know, I, I, I just been, I've been lax. And there's not a lot of joy in my life. And there was joy in my life when I was serving God, when I was serving the church, when I was serving others. There was joy there. I got to get back to that. And I said, hold on. Our theme this year is abide out of John 15. You see, we can try to do righteous acts in our own power. And guess what? Just take joy, wrap it up in a ball, and throw it into the Grand Canyon. First light it on fire, then spit on it, then blow it up, and then throw it into the Grand Canyon. Because that's about as, as worthwhile as it will be. You're not going to experience the joy of Jesus Christ, the joy we're talking about, if you run around trying to do all these great works in your own strength. You'll get excited, or uh, you'll get, <laughs> not excited, you'll get bitter, and you'll get worn out. And you'll get discouraged. And you'll say, where are the promises that Christ gave pastor you see if you abide with him because you've got the right jesus and then you get right with jesus now you are abiding as he works through you guess what happens now those acts of righteousness just start flowing and they just start flowing 
and the result is joy. The result is joy. This is where I need my help. I need my volunteer. Who today wants to help me out? You're going to help me three times. So raise your hand. Can't be someone from first service. All right? Anybody want to help me? This is a lot of fun. Nobody gets lit on fire, I promise you. Unless you light yourself on fire. Anybody? Anybody want to help me? Ian! Come on up, sir! Welcome, Ian! Ian, I want you to do me a favor. There's a... We have one present under the tree. Don't open it, but just go get it. Can you go get it? Let's give a big hand to Ian. All right. Can I hold that, please? All right. Now, we were talking about some crazy old guy in the temple. And Mary and Joseph brought Jesus, and he looks at him and he says, This is the Son of God. This is who you promised. And so he had the right Jesus. But what about the people before that? There was no Jesus. That's kind of a sad story, isn't it? But that's before the Christmas story and what we're focusing on. So, are you hoping you're going to get a Christmas gift? Of course. And so, can you do me a favor? What do you think's in here? Do you know this? So you don't think anything is in here? Oh. Someone, someone's a little full of themselves here. You ready, sir? When I say go, open that lid. Go. Aha, there is something in there. Why don't you look? Go ahead. Open that up. Look at it. Tear it apart. See what's in there. Oh, I guess you're right. Chris, <laughs> do you want the paper? Oh, that's awesome. Great job. Well, let me have the lid back. Great job. You can have the paper. Go on back. But I'm so sorry, Ian, that they're really, you were right. You nailed it. There's nothing in here. There's not, but you can have the paper. Okay, go on back. No, I have to keep this. Trust me, you get to get in here in a little bit, Okay. Alright, so folks, I want you to remember, (laughs) it's like, there's nothing in there, man. Think about what the world was like before Christ came. There was no hope for mankind. The joy that we're talking about today, we couldn't experience without Christ coming. Do we sometimes assume too much about this Wonderful story that we've seen played out in front of us and that we read about. It's got to start with Jesus. If Jesus is gone, game over. If Jesus isn't there or if we've got the wrong Jesus, game over. Let's move on to the second part here. Joy centers around others. Number one, loving others. I've already shared with you that that there have been multiple people here that have gone out and reached out over this past week, to those in the community. What a blessing and what joy they receive from doing that. And sometimes it's like we talked about last week, it's hard to love people in certain circumstances. How many of you are heading to that Christmas dinner? And I don't know why, poor Uncle Harry, he keeps getting a bad rap, right? We always talk about 
Somebody's got that Uncle Harry that everybody shudders that he's coming to the Christmas table. Okay, if your name is Harry, I apologize, especially if you're an uncle. But many of us, sarcasm removed, will have a little bit of tension this Christmas. Because there's some difficulties there. You know what? That's when it's truly love. You see, Jesus, knowing that they would spit on Him, knowing that they would crucify Him, knowing that they would scourge Him, says, for the joy set before Him, He endured the cross. Mary gave birth knowing that her son would be killed. Remember Simeon's words, a spear will pierce your soul also, as he spoke to Mary and Joseph. And yet they gave to others. God gave to the world so that we might have eternal life. You know, it requires love to give to others sometimes, doesn't it? And true love in giving requires no payment back. Remember that. Serving others. This morning, we've seen how many people here have served. Brian has done a great job with the sound. Samuel has done a great job with, with the media. But many people have worked really hard to make this happen. You will experience that, or maybe you've already experienced it over in the fireside room with the food. That's probably the most important thing today. Probably bring us the most joy. Serving others brings joy. When you center your love, your effort, your service on others, there is a result of joy that happens. What about giving to others? As you get ready for this Christmas, are you excited about giving? I had a great, great thing happen this past Friday. I've been thinking about this, dwelling about it. I've been talking to my daughters about it for the better part of four months. That this year, dad was going to take them into the city. And for Christmas, I was going to buy them a dress. And so we loaded up in the car on Friday. We drove into the city. We had a Christmas miracle finding a spot there in Union Square. Won't get into it. Then we walked over into Macy's and another Christmas miracle. We hit it on the one day sale. It was great. I had much joy in my heart. Not Jesus joy, but just selfish pride, money joy. And so after about four hours, we located the floor where the girls' clothing was. And uh, we, we went up and down like 18 escalators, I think, by the time we found it. And I just had, I had such a great time. I was sitting there. It was like a Cary Grant movie. I was sitting there in a curved sofa and the girls had to come out with their dresses and twirl. I made them twirl. They're like, seriously, I have to twirl? Uh, yeah, let's go. Twirl it. <laughs> and so they were modeling for me and, and, and doing all this. And we had a great time. Just so much joy. I love giving to them. And then one of them, I won't say who, but she is wearing her outfit today. Um, she wanted a wrap. And the wrap went over the amount that I had segmented. And I'm like, I should say no. If I'm, yes, says mom. If I'm disciplined, I say no. And I look at my daughter and I say, I want to give. <laughs> so I gave. And I gave to the other one and she's wearing her new jacket and it looks great. And I love doing that with you guys. I received great joy because of them 
and pouring into them. We get that, right? On a spiritual level, that happens when Christ involves Himself in our lives. When we get Jesus right first, and then we start practicing centering on others, it works out really well. So I'm going to ask Ian to come on back up, please. And, and Ian, Ian, your mom Ruth out there, she, um, she's a person that... Doggone this, this box. Okay, I can't handle this thing very well. All right. So Ian, what's our second point? What is it? It's up there, right? What is it? Centers around who? And so in Luke 2.32, this guy Simeon, he says that the Christ child will be a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. God gave his son for him or for others? For others. So how fantastic is that? When a gift is given, that you could give to others. That's fantastic. Now, here's the thing, okay? So, uh, that was pretty rotten. There was nothing in here. And you're pretty smart. You may have the gift of prophecy, too. I don't know. <laughs> but, but let's just see. We have the box again. You can take the lid off, and let's see if there's actually something in there. I don't know how that would happen. But let's see how, let's see what, what happened. Go ahead and open the box. And is there anything in there? What's in there? How much money? Ten shamoleons. Well, so Ian, let me, let me take this box. Now you have a challenge before you went for it. This box gave you a great gift. But what is our point? This I'm telling you, I cannot get this in on this box. Okay. But what's our point right now? Yeah? And then, what's that last point, that third bullet point? Giving giving to others. Do you think that you would get any joy out of, now you have this $10, man, that's awesome. Do you think you would have any, there's so much pressure on you, right? <laughs> Do you think that you would have any joy in maybe giving that $10 to someone who might need it for Christmas? Would you want to ask this audience if there's anybody out there who needs ten dollars or would like ten dollars for Christmas? Go ahead. <laughs> now you may choose. You gotta hold your hands up high if, if you're that person. Oh, Austin, my my nephew raised his hand. <laughs> so you get to choose whoever you want to. But as as the Crusader ghost said to Indiana Jones, choose wisely. Okay, go for it.
Lastly, remember again, joy is the echo of God's life within us. Is that true of you this morning? Joy is the echo of God's life within us. If that's going to be true of you and I, we have to start with the right Jesus. Then we have to be focused on or centered around others. And then what can happen? Then what happens as a result of that? You're watching it being played out with Ian this morning, right? Joy starts with Jesus. Joy centers around others. And now joy results in you. Are you joyful because Jesus's echo, or Jesus echoes through you? Because if that's the joy that's coming from you or is inside of you, you can't manufacture that. No great gift of material level can, can generate that depth of joy. And I'm not going to be in denial of the fact that, boy, if Rich takes me out to lunch to, uh, to uh, Lucille's today, if at the end of service, you know, Rich were to say, hey man... That was a bang-up job you did today. Let me take you to Lucille's and you can get all the ribs you want. I'm not going to lie. There's going to be a lot of joy here. You notice where I'm pointing. There's going to be a lot of joy there. Folks, again, that's not the joy I'm talking about. That joy is fleeting. This joy is a result from Christ being here. And the right Christ, the Jesus that Jesus says He is. So that when Rich doesn't offer that to me, and I'm feeling very sorrowful, there's still joy. Don't ask me to go. I got an appointment. I appreciate that. (laughs) Joy, true joy, Christ-given, Jesus-centered joy, that joy that we center on others, never wanes. Even in the hardest circumstances. Even the most difficult times. And if you've tasted of it, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Are you joyful because others are changed through you? This morning, when I got to talk with this person, they asked for prayer. Somebody else came after that individual and they said, Thank you so much for praying for my son. Miracles have happened. And they just told me this week, because of what we've been praying for, what you've been praying for, he said, I now believe in God. I can't manufacture that. The mom can't manufacture that. Only God can manufacture that. But it was as a result of focusing first on the right Jesus, secondly, giving to others and and being invested in others. And then what happens? We get to see others changed. That's incredible joy. And not a joy that I can manufacture or is given to me by a full rack of ribs that Rich laid at my feet. Are you joyful because you experience more? And that really is the part that I want you to grasp this morning is that I get great joy out of what I was able to participate in with my daughters. Is, is Stephen in the room? Stephen and Becky? in the fireside room. Well, Stephen, you can hear me say this. That we paid Stephen a lot of money for those girls to learn how to sing. <laughs> like two, three years ago, man. And I'm like, Do, okay, that's great. That's fantastic. They were so joyful on the way home. I was on the phone, not like on the phone, but the, through the system with my wife. 
And they were singing together. Teenage girls singing together. Like Christmas songs. And they harmonized. And then they wanted to do it again and again. And I'm, I'm like beaming. I turned on my headlights because the joy coming off my face illuminated the whole road for Contra Costa County. That is great joy that I experienced. I'll never forget that. But folks, I will tell you that the joy that I've seen happen because of Christ, I live that. Right? You live that. It's not just regulated to a single experience. Are you experiencing the joy of Christ in your life as a result of Jesus being that joy, others being that joy? And then guess what? You win. You receive joy. By the way, isn't it brilliant how it just laid out there like that? That's just... Here, let me just highlight that with the laser. That's just... That brings me great joy about how brilliant that is. Ian, we have to finish up our thing. By the way, uh, Ian, as you're coming up here, um, Simeon said this. He said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. Simeon had this promise given to him and he's getting older and older. Have you ever like been promised something like, when is he going to get here? Kind of like Christmas morning, right? Yeah, when is he going to get here? Or Disneyland or, you know, things like that, right? When is he going to... Simeon had been waiting and waiting and waiting and then Jesus is there. Not, don't, not only does he see him from afar, he gets to hold him. And what's his response? Because he had Jesus first and because he was focusing on others and giving to others. And now it's part of his work there at the temple. What does he say? He says, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace. Can you hear the joy in the statement? Simeon received great joy because he saw God at work. He got to participate in it. He got to bless others. So this morning, the message is, we put Jesus first. And then we seek to give to others. It results in joy for you and me. So, by the way, have you ever noticed that that Christmas tree? Yes. What do you think of that? It does? Is it kind of fancy? Okay. Well, it is fancy. Thank you for saying that because my wife decorated and she's sitting right there with him. So, <laughs> so Ian, this box has had it. But this box initially gave you nothing. Bad story if it stops there, right? But you didn't give up on it. Then you came up a second time and this box gave you something and what did you do? And look at that smiling face. <laughs> she holds it up. <laughs> But what do you think the odds are, Ian, that something else is in this box? I mean, you pulled out what was in there last time, and then it was empty, right? Can you say Christmas miracle? (laughs) (laughs) Three times you click your heels. All right, Ian, why don't you lift that, and let's see if there's anything in the box again. Merry stinking Christmas! And Ian, just so you know, 
We are never doing this illustration again. Number one, I can't handle the box. Number two, I'm broke now. <laughs> okay, but, but, but lastly, actually my son won't have Christmas now. <laughs> no, just kidding. So Ian, here's the deal. Do you feel better now than when you first stepped up and there was nothing in the box? Good. Good. Was it hard to give that $10 to Riley? Well, good. That's awesome. Because John would have said yes. No, I I don't know what John would have said. but, But see, it resulted in great joy for you. And now you have, because nobody can hear me, okay? Now you have money to buy your parents some Christmas presents. <laughs> All right, thank you. Ian. Give him a hand. We all heard that. Did you pick that up on the broadcast? All right, let me let me dismiss this this morning. Again, remember this this idea of joy. That it's got to start with Jesus, right? It's got to start with Jesus. Then you focus on others. If you get that formula right it's going to result in joy for you. And it's a joy that goes beyond just a simple experience. It's a joy that's not regulated by what? By circumstance. It's a joy that's everlasting. And so I pray that that's what you know. If this morning that's not familiar to you. If you're saying, Pastor, I want, to, I want some money too. I'm out of money. Let's just get past that. But if you're saying, Pastor, on a spiritual level, I don't have that. And I want it. I desire it. Stephen and the worship band are going to come up and and close us with a song. And I'm going to stand right here. I'm going to be available to pray with anybody who wants to come up. I don't care what age you are. If you're saying, I need to start with Jesus. I've got to get that Jesus right. I need to know Jesus. Come up. I'll pray with you. If you're saying, I need to get right with Jesus. Because that hasn't been right. Come up, I'll pray with you. Let me pray for you this morning. Lord, you are uniquely different. You are inspirational. I thank you that as we have spent four weeks focusing on these components of hope and peace and love and joy, that we're not talking about foreign gods who... None of that is relative. They're just stone statues. The people will commit themselves to, they will serve, they will sacrifice, but there is no hope. That a stone statue has never given to them what you have given to us to provide peace over sin. The Lord, no stone statue or image has ever given to mankind a sense of love that reaches far beyond our ability to love. And I have yet to meet the person, Lord, that will tell me that a stone statue or an image has ever given them great joy. You are the one God. You loved us. 
you provided a way through your Son that we might have life eternal. Because of that, we are filled with great joy. Speak to each heart now, Lord, to your glory. Amen.